Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. This episode of Listen by Gene Ginsberg is part of the Colorado Tech Startup Series. In this series, we showcase leaders of tech companies in Colorado, everything from apps, analytics, cannabis, and software, and SaaS companies to show the amazing talent that's going on in tech companies in the state of Colorado. Please enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Gene Ginsberg here. I have a very special guest today. Very excited to have Joe Hodas from GoFire. What's going on? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, just uh, trying to get back into the full swing of things after the holidays and uh, including our office and our team members, but we're, we're getting there. So um, yeah, we've, uh, we've just launched a, a product recently that I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit. I'd love to hear all about it. And um, yeah, we're in an interesting space, so. Very cool. So I guess before we get into what you're doing now, tell us a little bit about your background. Great. Uh, so I've been in Denver for most of my professional career. Grew up in, in Texas, but uh, moved to Denver as quickly as I could. And uh, have spent most of my career in public relations and marketing, kind of uh, through the ranks of uh, various companies like uh, Frontier Airlines, and then eventually becoming a partner with an ad agency here called Vladimir Jones, um, where I was uh, heading up our uh, paid, own, and earned media efforts the agency. Uh, it was during that time that I actually ended up coming across a company in 2010 that was working on a pot soda, as they called it at the time, mm -hmm. uh, which I found very interesting. And they wanted some brand work. So we, uh, we helped them. We did their logo. We did a little bit of research. And it was in that research process that I really began to understand the, the sort of dynamic nature of the cannabis industry. Um, this was, again, 2010, so early, early days of medical cannabis in Colorado. Uh, but I was fascinated by it. So I kept in touch with this company over the, the next several years. And once adult use legalization was passed, um, we began talking more and more about me going back in-house uh, corporate side for this cannabis company. And so I did that the very first week of uh, 2014 when cannabis was legalized in Colorado and uh, became CMO for an edibles company called Dixie Brands uh, for the next four years and have been in the cannabis industry since. And I'm now currently the CEO of GoFire, which is a uh, hardware and software healthcare platform for managing plant-based medicine. Right. So interesting background. So it sounds like you did done some digital marketing in the past, right? And then yes. and then was very fascinated with the cannabis industry. So some experience in the cannabis space. And then now it sounds like it's a tech company in in the cannabis space. That's correct. Okay. I mean, we we really are. We can position ourselves more as a healthcare company. Okay. Um, and we refer to um, products as plant-based medicine because that's kind of what we look at is less about uh, what the end user is using it for and more about what the actual product itself is, but it has a hardware component and a software component. So on the tech side, it's, it's about as technical as we can get. The hardware device um, is a meter dose inhaler and the software platform allows people to track, uh, find dose, track and learn in regards to plant-based medicines in a community-based um, uh, platform that really I think uh, uh, consumers are, are kind of missing in the and the plant-based uh, revolution right now is taking place. So is this 
plant-based or can specifically in cannabis? It uh, it's uh, going well beyond uh, cannabis. Oh, okay. I wasn't. I just wanted to make sure I was clear. I, I wanted I, that I understood. Yep. So it's not just it's just not it's not just cannabis. It's all plant-based medicine. That is the intent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you got started in like the company got started in cannabis first. Correct. Uh, mm -hmm. We um, um, you know that's kind of where. We look at it as a kind of our sandbox currently, and uh, uh, but the the goal is to extend more on the healthcare. Gotcha. And so the device itself, the hardware, you said it's it's an inhaler. Correct. It's a okay. meter. It's we call it a meter dose inhaler. Uh -huh. um, and really, what it does is a couple of things. One is it solves for a lot of the issues that um, I'm sure you've been reading about all the the vape uh, crisis out there right now. And um, yeah. our, our device actually happens to solve for all those issues. Um, it does not require additives. It does not uh, have any heavy metal touching any of the uh, oil components. It is um, about as clean and pure a process as uh, the end user can get. So that's where um, we feel like from a technical standpoint, it is a, a vastly superior product. But on the healthcare side, on the patient tracking monitoring side, um, it allows you to specifically dose, um, which is something that really doesn't exist in the market currently. Uh, it allows that patient or that consumer to track over time um, the efficacy of the products that they're using. And it also provides uh, each um, cartridge is enabled with a smart chip. That smart chip, is pro smart chip is programmed with the lab results of the products in the cartridge. So it also provides um, proof of supply chain for that consumer. They know exactly what they're consuming, exactly where it came from, and that there's a lab verified result that goes with it. So it sounds like there's a blockchain component attached to it. Well, we didn't build it on blockchain, but but yeah, similar you know uh, approach. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so it's not it's not just cannabis. So what other types of, I guess, products can you use in the hardware? Like any sort of inhalable. Well, products? I'm talking roadmap wise. You know, in the future. Okay, so not yet, not yet. But that's the idea is to get like so it'd be I guess similar to like in like an inhalable tobacco product. Yeah, there's there's a lot of applications that um, potentially uh, would be able to take advantage of a platform like this that um, that that don't exist currently because if you look at you know pharmaceutical product pharmaceutical products um, they actually in mainstream healthcare have the same issues in terms of dosing and tracking uh, um, inhalable uh, medicines. So um, we believe that there's a, potentially a, a plethora of different options that uh, could take advantage of this platform. Right. So, and then, so what's it on the roadmap? You were saying that there is a new product coming out. So what does that look like for you? Well, I can't quite share all that detail, okay. yet, but it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's development. It, it's, I would, I'll say it this way. There's further development of our existing uh, platform, but looking at um, what are other applications. I'm kind of, I've kind of alluded a little bit to that right. earlier in the conversation, but um, there are a lot of other applications. And of course, all along the way, we're going to continue to speaking of applications, focus on the quality of our software on how we're engaging that consumer, um, how we're gathering that data and that information so that we're providing a service back to them and how we're building community around uh, the products that we're using and where they're finding efficacy. Right, and so what was the <clears throat> problem that you were looking to solve originally when you first started the company? Well, I, so to be clear, I didn't start the company. There's, uh, okay. there's two founders, I don't wanna take credit for okay, it. Gotcha. It's, a very, okay. it's a very smart product that I would love to take credit for, but I can't. Um, but uh, there's two founders that, that's really started the company and uh, they really started it because they understood what was going to happen in terms of what's happening currently with the, with the vape crisis. Uh, uh, oh, you know, wow. So they already had. Yeah. This, and this has been five years in the making. So right. five years ago, they said, you know what, this, the, the products that are on the market currently um, that have been 
really responsible for a lot of the issues. Um, they are very cheap products that come from, from China in mass quantities. And, um, you know, I think, unfortunately, um, some of the some of the, the, the companies that sell those products were less concerned about the quality and more concerned about the price point and did not give the consumer credit enough for thinking that they paid an additional couple of dollars for uh, having a healthier experience. But that being said, back five years ago, we knew that heavy metals leaching into the oil was gonna be an issue. We knew that dosability of products was gonna be a challenge. And we also knew that having a way to verify these products so that you knew exactly what you're consuming was gonna be important. So that began the development of this product again, five years ago, we finally got to market, uh, launched in November of this year, uh, soft launch, smaller launch, but we are now available in Colorado. Uh, and so that was a very exciting milestone for the company. Um, but all along the way, not only did we solve for the issues that uh, we just talked about, but we also began to realize that there's not a lot of tools out there for people who are interested in engaging in alternative medicine, plant-based medicine to understand not only the dosing, but also the efficacy of products. What what works great for you know any of 160 different options that we have within the app uh, to help you with uh, pain or anxiety or you know very specific things like you know a neck pain versus a back pain versus um, you know there, there's like I said it's 160 different options. So there's really not a great toolkit right now for consumers outside of GoFire to to look at that to look at the information that's available and say oh well this is a product that might work for me. Right. And so right now you're just working, uh, sounds like it's a B to C play, right? So you're just working directly with consumers on this? Well, it's or? very, <laughs> our ecosystem is very complex, unfortunately. Which Well, that's uh, good. Is, Maybe you can share it with us. <laughs> it's, it, it's not good. The reason I say it's complex is that, you know, we have, we have the device itself, then we have um, cartridges that um, can only be sold through dispensaries. Then we have uh, the end user consumer who purchases those cartridges, but we also have along the way filling partners who fill the cartridges, and again the dispensaries that, that buy them wholesale and sell to the consumer. So we really have both B two B and B two C uh, multiple touch points. So we have to make the consumer aware of the product and the availability of the product, and uh, and also make sure that we're creating an engaging platform for them. But we also really technically have to sell directly to those businesses to get them to buy. We sell hardware and. and and software essentially. Mm -hmm. So you're working directly with dispensaries, right? Because they're basically your, they're the ones basically in a way purchasing the product, then then they're reselling it back to the consumer. Correct. Right. And so you just said that you recently launched in November the hardware product. Is that correct? So so it was in the it sounds like it was in the making for about a few years before yes. you actually officially launched it. Okay. Yeah. Well, so was there just a lot of like R and D going on, or yeah, there, okay. there was a lot of R and D going on, and I, and I you know. I mentioned earlier that this problem, we knew this problem several years ago. Um, and the reason why it hasn't been fixed is because it's really, really hard <laughs> to, to do uh, what we did. Our IP, and we have uh, patents on, on parts and pieces of this, really involves um, an extrusion technology. It's very similar. In many ways, it's kind of simple, but it's, it's similar to a syringe in the fact that it extrudes the oil from a, from a tip and then it goes into an oven, which is uh, thermally removed from oil itself so it actually is heating using superheated air um, so it, it convection vaporizes the oil that's in the oven um, the complexity of that type of a process doesn't exist in other hardware that's out there currently and that's why it did take us quite some time to actually develop a product that we felt was solving the consumer issue was a quality product and allowed that consumer some flexibility in terms of um, how they consume that based on 
Right. And so are there other competitors out there who are besides, I guess, I mean, the, the companies you mentioned who are, sounds like they don't have a lot of good quality products, but are well, there? Well, when similar? I talk about like, you know, the, the most common thing out there is what's called a 510 thread cartridge. When I talk about those companies, they're a dime a dozen. Right. You know, um, when I was uh, with uh, my former company, Dixie, there's 27 different companies. I'm making that number up, but you know, hawking similar products from different manufacturers in, in, in China. There, there's no brands. There's no really understanding of the of the, the product. You just buy a thousand units or ten thousand or twenty thousand units mm -hmm. and you're on your way. Um, so that I don't consider at all a, a direct business. competitor, right? Um, there are some higher end companies that are developing um, uh, technologies that I think are similar. But nothing actually compares when you when you talk about the ability to actually measure dosage in the way that our product does. And that's again where our IP where our IP is. You have companies like Indos and Dosis that are um, using inhalation time uh, inhalation timing to measure dose, which is not a very accurate uh, assessment. You inhale at a different rate than I do, I presume. Um, so what does that tell me about dosage if if it's measuring based on both you and, and I having the same, uh, same inhalation. Um, so ours is a very precise product. Mm -hmm. um, and really that's why we also think it's very applicable to research and clinical trials because uh, right now nothing exists in the market that allows a clinician or a researcher to uh, dose specifically the amount uh, per patient across those patients and then use the, the software platform integrated with it to be able to track the, uh, the outcomes and the efficacy of the product. So um, that's a big area of focus for us as well. Cool. So, and then you mentioned you have the software. So you have an, is that an app? Is that yeah. how it works? Okay. So yeah. what, uh, can you share a little bit about the app and how it integrates with the hardware? Yes. And if I had been a little bit uh, thinking ahead, I probably would have brought my device with me, which I did not. I apologize. That's all right. That's uh, all right. We'll, we'll have to do that next time. But, um, you know, when, um, when I launched the app, um, it connects via Bluetooth to the device. And then it will show me specifically what is in that cartridge by the name of that product. And then I can actually click on that product and see all of the, uh, the profile information for that product, as well as the lab test results. But then as I consume, and again, I'm so sorry that I don't have. Oh, no, that's fine. This is just, um, you know, good to hear about it. You can see like for this, it, it's tracking my sessions. It's tracking the number of times I've reviewed. It tells me the average dosage per session. And the total milligrams dosed. Mm -hmm. So it's actually tracking that across days, weeks, months, years. And again, these are the reasons that I've uh, said that I'm using the product, energy, focus, and anxiety. So I'm able to, um, to over periods of time, see what has or has not been effective for me and perhaps then go back and find those products again um, if I find something that's really particularly effective or I can look at it and say, oh, I know that you know this time of day, uh, if I have two and a half milligrams of X, Y, or Z, that is the most effective uh, time of day for me to consume. And the related products are your products specifically, or are they related products that top, are else? These are top rated products. Um, is there some of these? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Are, um, are, are these part of GoFire's products? or they, we, we do not sell. You do not sell any products. You don't create sell, any products. We do not. We sell the hardware Okay. in terms of the cartridge, an empty cartridge, which is medical grade plastic, and we sell the device. Oh, so you actually don't have the, like, the, the plant-based matter that goes into that. So you do not manufacture that part. Okay, got it. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. So these are uh, cannabis-related products that you can put into the device. Is that? Correct. Okay. 
plant-based products. Okay, got it. This is, there's a lot of components to this. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because yes. this is like a new, it's kind of a new concept, I would say. It is, yeah. it is a new concept. And so, you know, when it, since this is about digital marketing, when you talk about uh, the consumer um, and education, it is critical, right, for us to be able to educate the consumer and reach them in ways that are relevant to them because, you know, this is a great app and my team has spent a lot of time to develop some very thoughtful features to it, but it's not, I'll be honest, it's not the simplest uh, ecosystem for someone to get into. So uh, we do a lot of video content. We do a lot of, um, you know, within the app, you can actually. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about the learn button. Yeah, you can actually get into, you know, a lot of different details, just our blogs, um, we have, where we have a lot of posts that are about um, how to use the product and how to use the device. Um, and so within the, um, Within the let's see, within the support button, you can you can see that we have only Q and A. We also have it broken down by you know, uh, information about the app. Um, so we have a lot of a lot of help information in there, so that um, our patients and consumers uh, can access pretty quickly everything they need to know to be able to use the the device and the ecosystem to its fullest. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following, where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online dot online and is there a community component to absolutely to um, the stuff to the app and that's where the whole the whole fine component the fine products component is uh, most relevant i can search by product type and by area and it'll show me specifically from at a store level where to find these products based on again you know the reviews this is um, you know, it's right now pulling up anxiety search for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's showing me what has been most effective based on the reviews um, that have gone through our system. So these are reviews within the GoFire ecosystem, and they can point me specifically to that product, which seems to be best for anxiety and where I can find that product. Mm -hmm. um, are there, is there like a social media component to it? Like where you can connect with other people who... Not so much within, not so much within the app currently. Um, and part of that is, you know, we also feel like we're doing that a little bit through the review section. So if I want you to know that, you know, I found a product that's great for anxiety for me, you'll find that product within um, your searches for products within our system. Um, connecting consumers and patients, we're trying to stay as far away from any sort of uh, primary health information, you know, so we're not getting into HIPAA compliance, all those other issues. We're trying to stay as far away from that as we can. Now, we are very active on social media but not necessarily within the app and connecting patients and consumers to one another. That, does that make sense? Sure, no, that makes sense. Uh, I was just more curious about like, is there a community component? I mean, it sounds like there is a search component for like searching products, but I was more curious about like community component of, between like users. Yeah, and I think, you know, in many cases, um, users, who talk about the product and we do have a very a very loyal and strong following small still we, we need to increase that but um, tend to find one another and 
and share you know concepts and ideas. Um, and then for those that are really actively involved with us, um, oftentimes we feature them uh, within our blog or within um, our social media to highlight what they're doing, how they're using the product. Speaking of social media, that's actually uh, one of my questions is, so how have you guys been using social media to get the word out about product, software, all of it? Well, um, you know, Instagram is probably one of our best performing platforms, as, okay. as, you, would, as you would assume. Um, we are growing our, our LinkedIn profile quite a bit. Uh, that's been, I guess I would say, our fastest growing platform for us. But, um, but LinkedIn, because of the nature of it being so visual and lending itself a lot of video content, um, really has been a, a, a very positive platform for us. That's the one that we use primarily from a social media perspective. Um, but we also do um, some digital marketing through things like uh, one of the pl uh, platforms we use is called Informa, and it really targets physicians and clinicians. Mm -hmm. So we're able to, via paid media, uh, uh, display messaging regarding uh, how our product can help with your clinical research to make it better and more effective, and um, that type of messaging, which then drives them to our website where they can download some more information about. Yeah. And you're not having any issues with running paid media uh, since the cannabis? You know, it, it's an interesting thing. I mean, so as I mentioned, I've been in this, in this crazy business for about six years now. When I very first started six years ago, actually, when I very first started, there weren't as many restrictions because I don't think Google and, and some of the other platforms are catching on as quickly that, hey, there are legal cannabis companies out there advertising. And so it was a little bit of a game of whack-a-mole initially. So companies would advertise, they'd figure out what the the bad words were that they weren't able to use, stop using them, pop up somewhere else, Google would find them, shut them down. Same thing with social media. Um, a number of occasions at, at Dixie, both my Instagram and Facebook accounts for the company were uh, were shut down. Not surprised. Yep, and we, we sat down table across the table from Facebook. We had a number of conversations with them. Eventually they reinstated some of us, but not all of us. And it's kind of been this ongoing back and forth battle. Now, all that said, fast forward six years, um, it's a little more stable. There are, first of all, there are ad networks that are specific to plant-based medicine that have developed to kind of fill the gap. But in terms of mainstream media, there's also a lot of, um, there's also a lot of uh, advertising networks, ad networks that have figured out where they can and can't play. Um, and mostly it's, a, it's a, a personal issue of the publishing platform as to whether or not they'll accept cannabis advertising or, um, or whether or not they um, want anything even related to it. Our product, uh, really is not, um, we don't discuss it. We, we talk about it from a hardware perspective and from a features and function perspective. So so it's um, just a plant-based product. It's not necessarily a cannabis product. Correct. Right. So that, so you've been able to get around that by, uh, by saying that it's a plant-based product and getting around that on like places like and Facebook, would, Instagram well, or whatnot. I would say not even getting around it. I would say more so we talk about this product from a, from a healthcare perspective. Right. We don't talk about necessarily what goes into the, into the device and or um, uh, where they can purchase those products. We just talked about strictly from this, this platform, making it better and easier for people to access information around plant-based medicine. Okay. Well, no, that makes sense. Cause I, having spoken to a number of cannabis companies in all kinds of, you know, all, all different layers, whether it's from, you know, dispensaries to tech companies to people, you know, to companies that don't touch the, plant at all it's very different on what can be and cannot be done so it's, uh, yeah it's complex it is and there's a lot of companies in fact I, just, I met with a company a couple of weeks ago at a big conference called uh, Philo F-Y-L-L-O um, and uh, they have a I think they have a good sized Denver presence in any event um, they're doing a lot of um, 
a lot of uh, automated buying, and they've really got a, a, an interesting algorithm that I think allows them to access platforms that I think were previously unavailable to a lot of companies. So they're, they're doing some good work. So it's kind of like an ad network? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So for the, specifically for the cannabis space or partially? Well, they, they really target well beyond that too, but they kind of F-Y-L-L-O. -L -L Let me uh, make a note of that so out. that I can <laughs> um, remember that. F-Y-L-L-O. -L -L yeah. Got it. Okay, interesting. I'll have to look them up. Um, cool. So you mentioned a little bit about some of the successes you've had in your business recently, mm -hmm. like launching in November. So yeah. uh, share a little bit more. What kind of success have you guys recently experienced? Um, well, getting this product launched, as I mentioned, being in uh, development for five years was kind of a very clean effort. Okay. Um, we're still kind of basking in the glory of actually getting the product to market. Um, but, you know, we get great feedback almost daily from people that are using the product, um, that are finding benefit from it. Um, we have... Um, uh, things uh, like uh, the upcoming, um, uh, the conference is called, uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. It's taking place in Pueblo. It's a big uh, can of, uh, it's a, a big plant-based medicine research conference um, that we are running a whole track for. Mm -hmm. um, so they kind of liked what our proposal was. And so this is, you know, the leading researchers and scientists um, looking at plant-based plant plant medicine. And we are going to run a full day's worth of, of uh, panels and discussions. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, and um, as I alluded to earlier and didn't tell a whole lot about, we're, we're working on some exciting new products. So those are um, actively and rapidly uh, coming to fruition. So That's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so we talked about uh, wins, but um, let's talk a little bit about challenges. So what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing in your industry? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, time, it sounds like. How much time do we have? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, ads and, and social media and being some challenges, but so what are some of the other ones? I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of exciting, right? Because, I mean, every time there's a challenge, that's always an opportunity for an opportunity, right? <laughs> so That's what the glass half full piece. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind a little bit of time with no challenges, but, there, you know, it, it's, there's, a, there's a myriad. There's obviously um, the whole consumer education aspect of it, but... Um, you know, all along the way, there are, there's changes in regulations, there's changes in packaging, there's changes in consumer perception, there's changes in state-by-state um, -state regulations. The, the complexity is significant, and so anytime there's even the slightest change to any one component of, of any of that, whether it's the products, the packaging, the regulations, the, um, uh, you know, any of that, it, it, it causes a ripple effect throughout the whole industry. Now, I can tell you currently, within the world of plant-based medicine, there's also, um, there's been a significant pullback. There are a lot of companies that uh, use the public markets to tap capital and um, they're beginning to, uh, those capital markets are beginning to pull back, um, investors are beginning to pull back. So it's challenging from that perspective um, because it's not a very mature industry and there's a lot of, there's a lot of R&D that has to continue to happen. There's a lot of, um, I think, innovation that can occur but that doesn't occur without access to capital. Um, and that's a really chal challenging area of, of, the, of the industry because of the banking and, and the regulatory environment um, doesn't really lend itself well to easy access to capital, so. Right, and did GoFire um, raise any money for? We have, we've okay. raised uh, quite a bit of money um, and we continue to raise money because our work is not done. Um, we're trying to push as rapidly as we can to revenue so we can be self-funded. But 
Um, but yeah, there's some R&D work that we're continuing to fund uh, through uh, our fundraising efforts. Excellent. Wow, well, that's very exciting. New opportunities coming up. Yeah, look, th this is the very, very like beginning phases of you know what will be a, a long-term, I think, uh, industry that begins to meld into other parts of, of the world, like healthcare and and uh, and research, and and so um, for all the challenges and for all of the the frustration, those of us who've been in the industry for a little bit of time feel it is uh, very very early in the game, and there's so much yeah. to be done. So. I mean, this is just the infant stages for. For the camera. Speaking of which, I think this is my last question I was going to ask is what is your prediction for the industry now? It could be for anything. It could be for the cannabis industry. It could be flying cars, AI. I mean, you pick it. Yeah. Anything. I mean, any whatever you want, whatever you, whatever you think is best here. <laughs> wow. Um, well, that's a pretty open-ended question. I know, um, but that's what I, I like to have people think about like, what, you know, what are you seeing? I'm seeing self-driving cars in the next few years, you know. <laughs> look, I've talked to some, some friends who have like Tesla's for example who it's already it's already here take, it's already like, here yeah, I take my hands off the wheel and I you know I pay attention but like it's no I actually been at, I so I used to live out in California for a couple of years and there's this thing called the test loop and it's all over Southern California and it's Tesla's that basically allow you it's like a for like a, for a group of people so you can buy a ticket on Tesla and you can go from like LA to San Diego or San Diego to Palm Desert or LA to Las Vegas. And like, I actually did that a couple times because driving in LA is oh, so crazy. Gosh, so yeah. having that, we were like, I don't have to do anything. I can just be on my computer and you know, it's like a, it's like a mini train, you know, if you yeah. will, but only in a Tesla. That's and cool. these people were like driving on the road, on the highway, no hands. Look at me, ma, no hands. <laughs> so it's pretty it's, cool. It's here. <laughs> yeah, it's already here. I mean, that was a couple of years ago already. Um, and you know, I, I think one thing that's interesting is that much like the self-driving car question, you know, we saw this with one example would be scooters. Um, it, actually, you know, cannabis is, is an interesting example of this as well. When cannabis launched in Colorado and other markets, the regulatory bodies that that are really ostensibly designed to keep us safe and to create, you know, uh, the, the proper infrastructure to allow this technology to flourish, they can't keep up. I mean, I've, I've had discussions with, with, you know, folks on the, on the governmental side of this. And, you know, when, when, uh, scooters started to just show up on street corners like well what where can they drive scooters and do you have to wear a helmet and what happens if someone gets in an accident with one of them and you know all of these questions that regulatory bodies generally try to solve they cannot keep up with the with the speed of innovation and so we're finding ourselves i think in a, in a whole new world um, self-driving cars would be you know obviously the next big example that i heard last thing i'll say is i, I was listening to things npr the other day and um otis elevators you know otis elevators yeah there's, they're all in my in my building. I have yeah. I mean, six elevators. All of them are Otis. <laughs> elevator company that I see, but I you know I think of them as an elevator company being pretty boring and static. Well, so they were interviewing the, their innovation team, and apparently they've got an app that can identify all of the elevators within a, a given area of where you are that go to the top of buildings. Then they're partnering with helicopter companies that are looking to create low cost helicopters, so that if I have my app, I can go oh that building right there, take it up to the helicopter pad take the helicopter from point A to point B and bypass all the, all the traffic. That sounds pretty convenient for a place like LA or right. New York City. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had never even thought about that, but I was like, interesting. And Otis Elevators is involved with that. So it's happening. Well, that, that is pretty interesting. I don't know if our if the elevators into my building, you can actually go all the way to the room, but maybe. Well, I mean, they go on the became, top and then just take the stairs, I guess. Yeah. And if, they, and, this, and if that became a thing, and of course they were talking about, you know, well, they're, 
Montgomery's so very expensive and it's not really regulated and blah, blah, blah. So it's Maybe not Maybe it'll be like yet, but if it was, I'm sure that buildings that wanted to take advantage of that would uh, change their elevators and their and their structures. Maybe not helicopters, but like drones that can pick up people. Maybe. I've seen those on, on like Cheddar, you know, that Cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. Like where like they do all this like weird innovative technology stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's like drones for humans now. I believe it. Instead of just like drones for cameras. Not quite sure I'd be getting ready to get in one. Year, so. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Not a couple yet. more years on that, but but yeah, um, this is cool. Any 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 other predictions for the industry? Again, it could be any part of the industry. It, doesn't, it could be cannabis. It could be any anything that you think is on the horizon. <laughs> well, boy, um, you know, I think um, I think that there are there's things that we're going to have to really. I'm not saying anything that isn't obvious, but you know, things we really have to consider from a safety standpoint. Um, I think that like with drones for humans, like <laughs> drones. Um, well, I mean, from a privacy standpoint but I think that with all that we're seeing right now related to fake news and fake media um, there's there's gonna be a, a shift there and I don't know what it is and I'm, and I'm watching because I I'd like to be part of the solution I think there is an issue I don't know what the answer is but there are some things you're gonna have to change as it relates to information how we take in that information how we verify information so I think there's gonna be some development there um, you ever watch um, you ever watch Black Mirror no, I've never seen it, but oh I've heard God. of it. I've never watched Black Mirror. No, but I, 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 I don't know. People have always told me about. It. I've never watched it. Oh yeah. But I have like I, I kind of understand the concept. It's about like potential futures. Is that what it's? Well, it, it, it yes, it's potential futures. But it's first of all, they most of the episodes seem to take place in what feels kind of current and today, but like leveraging different technologies that are future oriented. Much more advanced. It's, it's a lot about like the the the, the dark the dark side of, of these technologies and what that can lead to. But it's so close to reality that you're like, holy crap, this I can could see that happen. Yeah. Easily. Like going from here to here is not that far of a leap. If you want to scare the shit out of yourself, watch Black Mirror. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it, but it's fascinating. But that also is, you know, tells you a little bit about what's I think, like some of this technology. On the horizon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting, yeah. Any interesting episode like one interesting episode from Black Mirror that like, kind of caught your attention? There's so many good ones. Well, if you like John Hamm as an actor, he's in uh, their Christmas episode. I, I thought was oh, you know John Hamm from from Mad Men. I never um, watched that show. You you'd recognize him if you saw him. Probably yeah. Uh, you're you gonna that. show me a picture of <laughs> you, John you would, Hamm. You would know John Hamm is. But anyway, he's he, that's a good one. Um, there's one. Um, so what's what's about, the premise of that episode? Well, that one's a little more complicated. It, it, it actually I can't tell you the premise because if you ever watch it, it would, you're, you're if I told you the premise, it would the whole episode. Gotcha. Okay. But another one is um, it's related to social media, and basically, your it becomes a social currency. So you you end up with people who um, look to uh, to gain social favor. So I'd be particularly nice to you, so that I would so you'd rate me higher within my app, and I gain points, which gives me higher social status and currency within like, so it's like a gamification of social media in a way but in a very yeah in a very, in a very like, dark, kind of way. dark way um so that was an interesting that could one. be uh, i mean that could be the next social, that could be the next facebook right i mean not facebook itself but could be the next social media platform Easily. akin to facebook right? Easily. yeah this guy oh yeah i think yeah, i've seen him yeah, before, yeah. Seen him. he's a good looking yeah. guy yeah good looking guy yeah Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Any anything else else you want to add before we wrap up? 
no, I appreciate you having me and uh, yeah, this conversation. I mean, I love learning about like new technology. I mean, which is why I started the Colorado Tech Startup Podcast because I'm like, there's so many amazing Colorado tech companies, and I love learning all about it and sharing, you know, everything that you guys have been working. Well, I, maybe actually, I will say one more thing related to that. So, um, and next time I'm going to bring the device, you can actually see that if there's a next time. So, I can see oh, absolutely, time. there's but, always going to be a next time. <laughs> but. Um, there is actually a really nice um, contingency of, of startups in the, in the plant-based medicine industry um, in, in Denver, um, companies that are looking at um, complete CRM point-of-sale systems that help with tracking of inventory. Uh, great guy, um, you can Google him. He's, he's been pretty uh, visible. Uh, Kyle Sherman, who runs Flow Hub, for example, also a young guy. The founder of my company uh, was, is 28. Um, so these are all these young entrepreneurs in this space in Colorado, they're developing really interesting tech platforms. Um, well, I love to have your founder on the show too. Yeah, well, you, you enjoy him. He's, he's, he's great. Um, What's so, his name? Uh, his name is Peter Calfee. Okay. Uh, he and uh, the other co founder, John Woodbine, are the guys who are really living abroad. So. Right. But yeah, that would be awesome to have them on the show. Talk about. I'll arrange that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. That. Or any other, or anybody else. You, you, any recommendations? Always open. <laughs> always open for other people who are in Colorado tech, yeah. whether it's cannabis yeah. or not. Uh, we're, we're open to all kinds of tech, um, and just learning about what people are up to because it's so, so cool. I mean, like, like you said, like things are just changing and shifting so quickly in tech and cannabis that it's like it's hard to keep track of it all. So it is. It's <laughs> awesome, kind of. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Great having you on the show. Joe Hodas from GoFire. And we will see you here next time. Thank you. I appreciate it.